is up, guys? This is Podcast 419, and we are all about unpacking what it means for us to make and send disciples who love and live like Jesus. And in order to do that, we are having conversations about the highs and lows of doing life together. There is no conversation too big, no topic that is off the table. Thank you so much for joining us and making us a part of your week. Let's jump into this episode. All right, well... Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whenever you're listening to this say, podcast. We don't really know. That's true. They can pick it up at any point. But welcome to Podcast 419. I am Chad, a.k.a. New Brian, hmm. and this is Josh. And we're going to talk about something that I think people might have differing opinions on. Some might even already be in conflict internally about it. Oh, man, that's that's tough. Like mm, inner turmoil. Let's that's see right. what happens. That's right. Turns into outer turmoil, and then which turns into tinfoil. <laughs> That's not true. That's not how that works. Science. That's Yeah, a little bit of science. Aluminium. But anyway, we're going to talk about biblical conflict. So, Josh, have you ever experienced biblical nope, conflict? Nope. I have a, no, I'm a just peaceful individual. I don't have problems. Ever. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's good. That's so you're lie. also lying to yep, yourself. Yeah, there's, it's, yeah, there's, a lot of, there's a lot going on in here. <laughs> that's right. Oh, no, it's that inner turmoil. It is. It is. All that aluminum. Uh, Aluminium. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I want to define it right out of the gate, though. Uh, because I think that we need to have a clear understanding because there's so many different definitions and Everything's got multiple definitions, so we're just going to kind of lay it out. Everything. Oh, yeah. Um, really does feel like it. That's true. So, biblical conflict, uh, the way we're going to define it is it's a frustration or a struggle with a brother or, or a neighbor, because they don't even need to be a brother in Christ to, to have a struggle with them. So, it's sure. some sort of uh, relational um, turmoil that you are in with somebody else. Uh, I will give a caveat that there can be biblical conflict internally with myself, uh, mm-hmm. And so I can be one of those individual uh, individuals I have conflict with. I'll also add that you can have conflict with Jesus. Now, spoiler, he, he, didn't, win. he didn't mess up. Yeah. Uh, like, he, he perfect. Uh, but I have had times where I've had to sit down with Jesus and walk out conflict. Like, literally, at a coffee shop, scheduled it with him. Mm. Um, and so, and honestly, it was hugely valuable to me. So, oh, sure. highly recommended. Uh, but all that to be said, biblical conflict is how we handle that conflict biblically. Okay. Uh, and so, so what does that look like, Chad? Yeah, I think that, um, I don't know. I wanted to talk about this because I know that this is a huge sticking point. Uh, yeah. And I think that it's one that, um, I don't know, like, I, I don't want to, like, oversimplify by saying, man, it's a hot topic or this or that. I think that, honestly, of all the things that we deal with, this is something that is inevitable. Oh, yeah. Like, this is, it's not, well, like. you could be a hermit. That's true, that's right. And but we're built for relationship with a so. pig, and then you'd have your own like show where there was a bear doing stand up. Did you say Kermit? You're doing great. No thanks. All right. Um, waka 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 waka. Oh my gosh! Ah, Fozzie Bear, underrated comic. But anyway, so I think in biblical conflict, like this is an inevitable thing. Like it's not as if this isn't going to happen because. If we are pursuing what we've been asked to pursue, which is relationship, Amen. then as relationship grows, as relationship deepens, inevitably we will hurt someone, whether it's intentional Facts. or not. And so there are going to be times where we're on the receiving end, and there are going to be times where we are the perpetrators. Like we're the ones that offended someone, and we have to walk this out 
incredibly well. And so, again, grace and love has to be wrapped up in all of this, and we'll get to that. But I think that um, it, it was just like a, a super important topic because I know that I've had to walk through quite a bit oh, of yeah. it. And yep. I was, I definitely like, I've learned so much and I'm trying to get better at it each time. Right. Yeah. I, and so I, I wanted to even just start out with just kind of rules of engagement a little bit sure. of like, hey, if conflict is occurring, uh, step one is because we, we need to recognize some of it is intentional, some of it is not. Some of it is perceived, and some of it is real. Yeah. Um, some of it is, is felt, and some of it is, is, is physical, like internal, external. There's so many different pieces to this puzzle. Uh, and so step one for rules of engagement is no matter what side of it you're on, don't be defensive. Like sure. it, it's not, and we've said this before on the show, um, defensiveness is not a posture that I ever see Jesus have. Sure. Like he wasn't self-protecting, he wasn't interested in that. They accused him of things. He said, "You say that I am right." Like <laughs> that's my favorite. Even, I know. Thing. I know. That's why I brought it up. It is literally like it's the. I don't know, and I don't even know how he did it. I know how he did it because he's Jesus and he can do anything. But to me, it's like it very much feels like he's in an action movie, and it's the like verbal equivalent of explosions going on, and he's walking away slowly, unaffected by the explosions. You say that I am. Right, because like, he's not worried. Like he's not gonna let um, the things going on around him affect his internal peace. Right, and there's yeah. a beauty to that, and there's also a like, man, like it takes extreme, perf- perfect maturity to be able to reach that point. Right, uh, but for us, we need to recognize, and even I need to, like, when conflict is brought to me, or when I'm feeling it with somebody else. I have the tendency to want to defend and self-protect, oh, yeah. um, and I have to recognize that and be like, oh, okay, I need to push that over here. I need to bring that to Jesus Yeah, because that's my flesh. Well, and I'm glad that you said that because I do think, like, again, if we take this posture of humility, which, you know, that's connected to not being defensive. Mm-hmm. If we take this posture of humility, we really can, with anything that comes up in biblical conflict or anything like that, we can take it as a step to learn and grow and get better ourselves because, uh, and I think, you know, we talked about this in, in the other episode, but I do think that this is really, really important. So when we take that posture of humility and we go, I'm not going to be defensive in whatever's brought to me, but recognize that it tweaked you. Mm. Recognize that you got triggered. I know that's an important word, but like recognize that it did something to you. And then go, Jesus, help me understand why is this still bothering me so much? Why is it when this person said this that I went from a zero to a ten? And I know that even in my own healing journey, I'm re- I'm I'm coming to the realization that there are some past traumas that take me from zero to ten. Sure. And I don't, I don't know if we've talked about this outside of this, but man, there was like a crazy thing that came up. And, you know, like, uh, as I was walking this out, one of the things that was told to me is that, like, so in a situation, and I do think that this is really, really connected to biblical conflict because it can add to why we're defensive or or why we react the way that we do. If you're walking through the woods, you hear a rustling in the bushes and a bear comes out, your body remembers that. Your mind, your heart, all of you remembers that the bear came out. And so then the next time that you're in the woods or the next time that you're near a place that has bushes, if you hear the rustling and you haven't dealt with that deep down trauma that caused it, if you haven't dealt with the bear, so to speak, anytime you hear the bushes rustling, 
your body is going to naturally shoot back up to, there's a bear over there. Mm -hmm. Even if a cute little squirrel comes out and says, would you like this walnut? And then you go, there's talking squirrels. I was going to say, that feels a a little bit scarier. All right, It could be, but at least he's offering you a walnut. It could be way worse. My wife is allergic to walnuts. so See, there you go. I didn't know that she... Is it only walnuts? I don't know. Who even... Jenny... I'm still not convinced. You don't believe her? <laughs> I really... A story for another time. Oh, my gosh. That is so bad. You just send her, like, a tray of Chick-fil-A brownies. She'll be fine. Maybe not. Anyway. We've tested it. She'll be... <laughs> Side note, there was a lady one time that Not I a way to, to handle biblical no, conflicts. No, no, no. Do not send walnuts... No, but there was a lady that said she was allergic to cilantro, and someone may have made a dish with cilantro and mm. didn't say anything, and she kept raving about how much she loved it, and she was fine still to this day. Anyway, side note, don't handle conflict like that. But I do think that it's important to remember so that, bad. like, I know, it is very bad. But, like, that's where Jesus is trying to reveal those things, yeah. and he really will ultimately be the one to help heal you in this instance from the bear. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I'm with but that. That's that's. I do think that's a super important thing. Yeah, we got to get to the root of it. I think there's an, a, a piece to it, too, and it ties directly into what you're talking about. But we need to seek understanding rather than seeking to be understood. That's great. There's this tendency in conflict to just like, hey, this hurt me. This is why you need to get it right. Uh, versus going to that person and staying curious mm-hmm. and saying, hey, like, so when this happened, like, it, it didn't feel great for me. So help me understand what was what was the driver behind this situation. I know that, like, you and I have even had these conversations yeah. where, like, because we're friends and we hang out, like, there's sometimes conflict right. uh, where we, like, hey, help me understand what was this about or when you said this or did this or X, Y, and Z. Right. Um, and I believe that when we seek, we have that posture and seek understanding, that's when healing comes uh, mm-hmm. the best because that's when I'm inviting Jesus into the situation versus just trying to be my own creator of justice, right. which is a really easy tendency, I think, for most of us to fall into. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and knowing, you know, for me, like I know that I have a propensity to really stand up for right and wrong and not necessarily uh, remembering sometimes the cost of humanity in that. Hmm. Uh, and so I like I have to know that about myself going in. And so I might have to work a little harder in some things. Yeah. Um, I might have to, you know, like justice is a big thing for me. And so I might have to like, uh, it, it's wise to share that up front and to call it out and just say, hey, help me if I'm leaning too much into this area. If you feel like I'm trying to seek justice in this, I'm really not. But I have to also be aware of that within myself and and try not to bring that to the table. Um, yeah, and I think even in, uh, I will say what I have learned in those conversations uh, when we are having biblical conflict, like, uh, and even really like, you know, when you and I have walked through those kinds of conversations, when, even if we haven't done it 100% correctly, because we never will, sure. right? There will always be things that we can grow in and get better in. I think what it does for me is I have more confidence the next time, uh, depending on how it goes. Sure. But like it's for me, it's always gone pretty well. Yeah, I have more confidence that the next time, um, no matter the severity of what it looks like, that we're going to be able to walk through it. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes for me, I also then take on less offense because I'm more understanding of where you're coming from. It doesn't absolve me, sure, from still having conversations. 
Yeah. Um, so it's not like I can just, oh, well, Josh is a good guy. I never have to talk to him about this stuff ever again. Because inevitably it'll come up and we still need to have the conversation. Yeah. But I can go into it a lot more confidently knowing where your heart is from the beginning. Yeah, I think there's another piece to it where uh, when when we handle these conflicts without defensiveness and without self-protection, I am proving myself trustworthy in the future. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so so that's showing to you, hey, I'm someone that you can bring this to. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've had conflict where I've tried to bring it to somebody and tried to do it with Jesus, and I've watched them self-protect and defend. And what it's told me is, like, hey, this is someone, like, I still have a responsibility to handle my conflict biblically, uh, but this is someone where, man, like, I need to also go up a little bit guarded, uh, not so much in self-protection, but more of just creating healthy boundaries so that I recognize that they are not mature enough to be able to handle this in a, or at least they weren't, uh, in a godly way where they're they're going to try to protect themselves and even cast blame. Uh, okay, so I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to make sure that I, I move a little slower into those situations because they've already proven themselves untrustworthy. Still have my part to play. Oh, yeah. Still have to handle it. Uh, but I might move a little slower. Yeah. Uh, and even, like, honestly, probably bring in somebody discipling me or somebody like a, another spiritual parent that I can lean on. I'm just like, hey, what should I do here? Because in in the history of conflicts past, right, um, it hasn't gone well, and I, it, maybe it's something that I'm doing wrong. Maybe I'm approaching them the wrong way. Even giving that person the voice in proactively, yeah, because um, there are just people like if you work with somebody and there's a pattern, or you live with somebody and there's conflict, they like ask them like, hey, when I handled this conflict with you. Um, how could I have done it in a more caring and loving way for you? Like, still need to address it, still was hurt by it, um, but I also want to care for you in the middle of it. No. Uh, so what could I have done differently? And maybe they can speak into that. Maybe they'll start turning the ownership back on themselves, too, of just like, you know, you know, I probably could have handled this. Now you're talking about it, Yeah. Um, which is big. Yeah. Oh, I, I would agree. And I think there's another part to this defensiveness piece, and I would I would consider it... Um, it, it it can feel very blatant, but it also can feel like super sneaky and it's not intended, sure. <laughs> which is kind of ironic because I think that that in and of itself is when we start to uh, try and communicate our intentions versus what was mm. felt. Uh, that can be oh, a sneaky is, defensiveness. Oh, yep. it's huge. And I honestly, this is an area where I have had I'll I'll celebrate myself, but I also know that I have a long way to go. Sure. Like I have grown in this because I came at conflict with the idea that if they would just understand my intention, then they would understand that what I did wasn't bad. Yep. I was trying to help them. Sure. You know what I mean? Like this I, is for you. This is for you. This isn't, you know what I mean? Like that was my posture. And so again, it lacked humility. Sure. It lacked ownership on my part because I, and and there's big assumption in it. I assumed that they were the only ones that did something wrong. And that's not fair to them because I know that I had a part to play. Yeah. Um, and we don't, now that's the other part of that too. You don't always have a part. Like I think that, well, let me rephrase that. So I think you always have a part, but you may not always have offended. Sure. Um, and, and so you don't want to take extra ownership of things that aren't yours uh, because then that gets weird. Uh, but I think that in that, when we're talking about this intentionality, and, and I'll play it out super like plainly. When you and I are having a conversation, a, a biblical conflict conversation, sure. and you share, you say directly, like, Chad, it hurt me 
when you said this? Hmm. And I immediately respond with, well, that's not what I said. What I intended to mean when I said those words were this. I feel like in that moment, I have minimized your hurt. Yep. I feel like in that moment, I have told you clearly that I'm not listening to you. Yep. And I have told you that I'm unwilling to take ownership of what I did. Whereas I, and that was how I was, I, I can guarantee you, I did that consistently early on. Um, and still, still working to get as great as I can in that, because I have seen the value of in that same thing. You come to me and you say, Chad, you hurt me when you said this. All we have to do, all we have to do in that moment is have enough humility to go, hey, man, I'm really, really sorry. My, I am just so sorry that the words that I said hurt you. And that's it. Like, really, it is that simple. Yeah. And there's a sincerity and an empathy that needs to be tied with it because it's not just, well, I'm sorry that I hurt you. It's, it's not sure. just that kind of a thing because that, to me, that's just as dismissive as oh, the yeah. other side. Yeah. I, I think it's important also to, to recognize. So in, intentions are not, not necessarily bad to share um, when it provides helpful context. Right. It catches, it should never be the first thing we share. Uh-uh. Like it should really be, because there's a reality where like, Chad, you could have said something and I took huge offense because I thought you were attacking me uh, and you weren't even talking to me. Right. Uh, and so what I don't need is I don't need to have that offense where I believe that even even when forgiveness happens, a recognition of, oh, well, Chad was being rude to me that one time. I forgave him. Like, we're good. But you, like, I'm not going to... like my memory still exists. So like, I know what happened, sure, right? Sure. Uh, like providing context is helpful of just like, dude, I, I'm so sorry. Like, please forgive me. Like that was not my, my heart. Yeah. Um, I genuinely wasn't talking to you. I was actually talking to Steve who I also need to apologize because I was jerk to him now. Sure. Um, and so like intentions are okay. Right. Uh, but step one of any conflict, what that person is feeling is true to them. Yep. Like it's they're, valid. They're, it's valid. Uh, and even when my pride says it's not valid because I would respond differently, <laughs> they are built differently than me. I, right. Yeah. It's hard though. Right. I, it's so, so hard. Yep. And so I need to have the humility to say, okay, first step one, please forgive me. Yeah. Uh, and then step two, we can start unpacking what happened to try to better understand how this could have been resolved or, or handled differently so that everybody would have been cared for. That's that's yeah. great. Like, we want that to happen. Yeah. Uh, providing context is good. The catch is so often in conflict, um, I just see hurt minimized. I see self-protection occur. Yeah. I see it's every man for himself. Right. And none of that models who Jesus is and who he calls us to be. Right. Uh, and so that's the pushback. It's like, True. hey, like, what you intended to happen, that's okay, but step one, we need to own it. We need to own our part. Uh, and like you said, everybody's got a part. Here, here's the catch, and here's the hard thing with, with biblical conflict. You may have been a victim. And, sure. like, uh, and I know that there are some scenarios right now where there was a conflict that occurred and it, it caused incredible hurt for some of sure. our listeners. Um, and like one, I, I hate that that happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I'm, I'm sorry that that's something that you went through. I obviously don't know the context. Uh, but that's awful. But we are still responsible for how we respond. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the biblical mandate of forgiveness and reconciliation, that still exists. Yeah. Question, though. Sure. Does that require a conversation? 
Yeah, I think that's a great question. Uh, I think that uh, the answer is yes and the answer is no. I think that it's all dependent upon um, where we land. Uh, and I think that there's, oh man, there's so much that's tied to this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that, you know, we started off the episode by talking about that inner turmoil. And I think that there are some things that, uh, and, and man, you want to talk about consistent biblical like advice? Take this stuff to the Holy Spirit. Take mm. it to Jesus. Come on. And if he tells you, yeah, you need to take that to that person, then follow through with it. But make sure that you're hearing his voice. And it's not just like his voice sometimes sounds a lot like Josh. Yeah. <laughs> or his yeah. Or his voice really sounds like Chad's pride right now. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, because then we are just seeking this false justice. And we're like, we're taking this offense to someone um just in really in order to hurt them. Yeah. You know, and it's like, or like, I think you gave an incredible example, like all of a sudden out of the blue, someone comes up to you and it's like, I forgive you. Thanks, man. And you're just going, (laughs) what? Like, how did we about for what? Like, what? Like, I haven't talked to you in years. Exactly. And then they walk away. It's like smoke grenade. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And again, it's a recognition of where they're at in those kind of situations. It's a recognition. Again, take everything back to discipleship. Where's that person at on the wheel? Probably maybe not so far around, or at least in the area of forgiveness, sure. they haven't matured. And that's mm-hmm. okay. That's okay. That's where they're at. But, th- you know, you don't want to hijack a scenario in those kinds of situations. But I-, I say yes in if the Holy Spirit, if you've discerned that, if you take it to the person that is discipling you, and they're like, yeah, man, you're wrestling with that. You really that's need to... really important. Yeah, because yeah. Because when, when I have an offense against someone, mm-hmm. when I feel like I've been offended... Right. Um... It is hard sometimes to discern what God's like calling me to do, because my flesh, the volume of that is so loud. Oh yeah, uh, and I need somebody who is out of the fight. Yeah, who's away from the fray that can say, "Hey, you know what? No, don't don't do that." Like the way you're ha- wanting to handle that, what you feel like God's calling you—that's not biblical at all. Like I need somebody who can kind of speak truth yeah. over me in those moments because my flesh, like I'm broken, I'm human, I make mistakes. Um, and so I need somebody to speak into that. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like, I, I want to go back to what we talked about earlier, because there can be something that seems small for other people that is a mountain for you. Yep. And it's because of what we talked about past hurts, past trauma. Let's talk about it. Like you want to talk about playing church. Let's talk about church hurt. Oh yeah. I can't tell you the amount of people that walk through like our doors, I'll speak because I know that it's happened here, but the amount of people that have walked through our doors, and we're not unique in this, Sci Life is not unique mm-hmm. in this, that have walked in with church hurt. Oh, yeah. Like, I know that I honestly, like a long time ago, I set a ministry goal. I want to minimize the amount of stories that people walk away with when they interact with me. I don't want to be people's church hurt. Hmm. That's an unrealistic goal from the standpoint of right. being perfect in it. But I think it's an important goal for me because it, it helps me to remember that my goal is to love, pastor, and care for. Yeah. Other people may not always see the actions that I take in that way. Sure. And I need to own the times where I mess it up. And that's that's really the important part. That's why I keep that as a goal in front of me. But the amount of people that walk in our doors with church hurt, there there's a reality that whenever they have something come up, and they have an offense with you or they have an offense with me, 
they're actually bringing in this entire bag of luggage. Like we could be just hauling an, an entire plane's oh, yeah. worth of luggage in with us because it triggered the same thing that we experienced before that never got resolved. Yeah. And so we're going to resolve it now with you and you're going to take the brunt of 50 years of pain and that's hurt right. and suffering. And that's, that's not good. Yeah, well, they, they they see that situation. They see a bear, right? Like it's, exactly. the The bushes rustled again. It's going to be another bear, and it's and and, and so what are they, they they need to protect themselves. They right. need to run. They need to fight. They need to make a decision. Yeah, uh, and that's real. Yes, like that is that it's is hyper, real. Yeah, yeah. And if we're going to care for people, well, that's why it's so important. Even last episode, we talked about know somebody's testimony. Like yes, build yes, relationship, yes. press in. Uh, church is not designed to be a building it's it's designed for us to do life side by side together to know each other to do battle for the kingdom that's something we didn't even talk about but it's really important like when i am in conflict i need to recognize who i am in conflict with yep. because when i'm fighting with my wife it's not really my wife that's the problem it's the fall it's the enemy it's the flesh it's the the current of this world um like that's that's real yeah and my bride is incredible uh, and so what I need, when I recognize who the villain is, right, and sometimes it's my flesh, right? Like, I play yeah. a part in this. Um, I'm not just saying, hey, it's all Satan. Like, we just, hey, right. oh, sorry, yeah. Satan. Was like, yeah. Yep. yeah, like, there's a reality to, like, hey, I had a part. But also, I want to recognize the battle is not with my bride ever. Right. Like, in the, the within marriage, never am I meant to be in... We're, it's it's meant for unity. Yeah. It's meant for us to be walking side by side, doing battle together. She is my partner. Right. Like she's the person that I'm supposed to be doing battle with. When I hold up the shield, it's her neck I'm protecting. She's swinging the sword because if you know my wife, she's probably the one swinging the sword. <laughs> um, like, and, and that's like that's awesome. That's incredible. That's design. Um, and I think so often we can get that mixed up. Oh, of course. Uh, and get confused, and then all of a sudden yeah. we're fighting each other. Yeah. And it's it's me versus Chad, or me versus Jenny, or me versus whoever it doesn't right. matter the enemy doesn't care who i'm fighting as long right. as we're fighting each other and he feels great about that because he's put in and, and he being the enemy and i think even in the example that you gave if god's design for something is unity then satan's manipulation will be disunity mm -hmm. that that's what he and it's going to look way different and when he knows what the bear is he knows how to rustle the bushes mm -hmm. you know what i mean oh yeah and and he doesn't even need to produce the bear no. He just knows what it is in each of our lives. He knows how to rustle the bushes. Yeah. And, and that's what's so, it, it can be terrifying at times because it's like, man, how much more important is it for me to guard myself and to walk in, in, in step with the Spirit, as the Word says, and how much more important is it that I protect, um, in a biblical sense, myself from that? Because I'm not protecting myself from other people. I need to protect myself from Satan who's going to keep launching these attacks because that's who he mm -hmm. is yeah it, it's it, it's pretty clear and so how do i how do i get past that i i connect myself to the vine and i recognize um god and other people yeah. and that's what i'm trying to connect to and i think the challenge is and i don't want to overuse this metaphor but the challenge to being connected to the vine is there's so many stinking bushes around the vine mm -hmm. right there's so much broken because sure. we are all human we're all broken and we all have different things that are going to trigger us oh yeah uh, and so that's that's something that we have to as we press into Jesus as I pressed into Jesus because uh, what I didn't want to do is I didn't want to share my story with everybody yeah because I looked around church and I saw Instagram 
people everywhere. Oh yeah. Whereas like everybody looked great, everybody looked happy, and I was coming into church a hot mess. Right. Uh, and what I didn't want is I didn't want them to know that. And so rather than going by the rustling bush, I'm just going to go ahead and just isolate and be right. alone. Uh, and here's the challenge, and like here's how we handle conflict: is we press into the heart. Yeah. Like we need to press in, have courage, press in the spirit, get let him make us bold. Uh, because these conversations, hard conversations, conflict conversations are not fun. No. Uh, they're not things that uh, people look forward to. In fact, people avoid them because they're scared of the bear. And we need to just say, hey, you know what? The relationship is more important. Yeah. Um, the person is more important than this hurt, this this hang up, whatever it is that I'm clinging on to. And so I need to, I need to step in and step forward in love. Uh, and I think that's really important. Here's the challenge, though. Yeah. Shifting it a little bit. There is a tendency that I have seen, okay. uh, not just in other people, but in me, and, and like literally, I've seen it, most people have this propensity, uh, is when there is some sort of conflict, I know how to handle it. I know how to handle conflict. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go to my buddy Steve mm-hmm. or Dave yeah. or Susie, and we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, because Jonathan over there right. didn't record our episode, <laughs> and I'm angry about it. And I want everybody else to know sure. about how mad I, John, I'm just kidding. I love you. Uh, yeah. But I want to, uh, instead of, and I'll say, you know what, I'm just venting or I'm trying to seek counsel, but really I'm recruiting people. That's right. right. I'm rallying the troops. Uh, you server. That's right. <laughs> how many people can I hand pitchforks to so we can take this guy right. out? Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you about a guy named Absalom. Like he did that. Like yeah. in the Bible, it's David's son and he rallied a ton of people. Um, and usurped David for for a little while. Didn't didn't last too long, mm-hmm. uh, and and he became king for a little bit, uh, but he didn't do it in a godly way. He wasn't connected to the Spirit. He wasn't um, walking side by side with who the image of who he was meant to be, right. uh, and that led him so astray and also so far away from even his earthly father, right? Um, that it's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, and, but we have this tendency of that's what we do because I want people to be on my side. Like if there's a conflict, I need an army. Yeah. Well, and I think it, again, it goes back to the root of it, right? So then, in that instance, if I if I'm on the other side of it and I'm watching someone rally troops against me, it it really communicates a very clear message that they don't really care about my existence. They don't care about me being loved or cared sure. for. All they care about is being right. And, and that's tough. That's a tough place to be because that's not where God calls us to be. And I think it's why we see how, you know, when you're sharing that, like it was only for a little while that he remained on that throne because mm-hmm. that wasn't God designed. That wasn't God initiated. And so God's not going to sustain those kinds of things. That's right. just not how he operates. And so I think that, you know, we talk about rules of engagement, yep. right? And there, there definitely are parameters. There's definitely rules of engagement. There is nothing wrong with seeking out wise counsel on how to go about Amen. biblical conflict. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's a difference. To someone who is wise counsel. Exactly. Well, and it, it, yeah, that's the important part of it. And I think that there's some easy wins of going to the person that's discipling you. So if you have someone that's discipling you, that is a clear cut 100% yep. of the time that's a person you can take uh, your unclear conflict to, to help process, to help figure out what your part is, what their part is, um, and what you feel like are best next steps. 
Um, I'd be curious just kind of what, what other people fit into that category for you, though, because what's the difference? And I'm on it. Like, I'll be very honest. I don't know what the biblical foundation of venting is. Hmm. True. You know what I mean? Like, that that's a tough one for me. Yeah, I, I would say venting in itself is probably something we should stay away from. Sure. Um, like, because, like, the primary goal should be reconciliation. Right. And should be, okay, how do I take those steps? So right. even even the guys of venting, I really feel like a lot of times is just gossip. It's just Well, sure, it's because repackaged. what's the purpose behind it, right? right? Because if it's venting to make yourself feel better... What do is that the, really accomplishing? Yeah, and like, and if you need to, to Jesus, do, yeah, do it in the mirror or to Jesus. Sure. I, I'm here for it. Uh, yeah. So there is a lens, though, when it's not a, to answer that uh, the other question, when it's not a disciple. Say, maybe you're not being discipled yet. Sure. Highly recommended. You should do it. Yeah. Uh, Four. But, <laughs> I, hey, listen, I was discipled by two guys at once. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a project. That's right. Uh, Me too. Amen. All that to be said, though, uh, like. There are other people you can go to. Here's the lens I look through. One, are they more spiritually mature than I am? Great lens. Um, because that is, that's something that's pretty much required at all times for me. Uh, and the second thing is, do they have a dog in the fight? Uh, because if it's somebody who is like, say there was an issue, I don't know, pretend I'm on your worship team. Just live the dream with me for a minute. Uh, we're on the worship team together, and mm-hmm. I'm having a conflict with you. Well, even if someone else on the team is more spiritually mature than I am, they're not somebody I should go to because that is still recruiting. Sure. I'm still trying to get them on my side of this worship-centered deal. Um, and so I, rather, if there's an issue, I need to go somebody who is more spiritually mature, doesn't have a dog in the fight, and are fully willing to give me, hey, Josh, that's a terrible idea Sure, as feedback. Yeah. Well, and I think even in your example, too, what can unintentionally happen is that if you do go to someone um, that's that does have you know the proverbial dog in the fight you paint especially if that person isn't spiritually mature you can paint a picture of the person that you have conflict with hmm. and that person in their own immaturity can then which is not your responsibility but it is it is a byproduct that person can then paint whoever that other person that did cause the offense, that might be the lens with which they look at that person from oh, then yeah. on out. And, and that's tough because then that person has the hurdle of trying to overcome something that they didn't offend with that person. Yep. Um, and it's it's super important to go, like this is something we've talked about, but go directly to the person. Yep. Outside of the person that you're seeking counsel from, going directly to that person, It's it, number one, it's biblical. That's what we're asked to do scripturally. But the other side of it is, is that the more people that know, the more people that find out, the more people that hear about this kind of stuff, it's not intended for everyone's ears. Sure. It's not. And then all of a sudden other people start taking up offenses that aren't there, that aren't theirs also. Mm. And it just gets super muddy and it causes a lot more conflict and a lot more hurt than what the original situation would have caused in the first place. Oh, yeah. I think there's another piece, too, is when somebody brings conflict to you, so they want to seek outside counsel from you, or maybe you're the disciple maker in that situation, um, stop fighting for them. Like, I, I've seen this tendency, too, where it's like, hey, okay, so, and I've had this tendency. I have the propensity to do this, 
of where I see somebody wronged and I'm like, well, I know how to handle this. Right. And so I, and I can do this in a godly way. And so I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do it. And I have to recognize that, like, Hey, that's actually not my part. Like, we are called to create up godly warriors for the kingdom who are mm-hmm. going to take ground. Uh, and if I'm doing all the fighting, and when I say fighting, I'm talking about taking ground for the kingdom against the enemy, against the real enemy. Um, if I'm doing all the fighting, I'm not equipping people for battle that are supposed to be on the front lines with me. Right. Uh, and so part of that is like, even like, and, and that's something that's hard sometimes in discipleship or even in marriage of saying like, Hey, like, so how are you going to handle that? Okay, great. Well, you want to hear how I would handle it? And you yeah. can coach them yeah, and yeah, give yeah. feedback. But at the end of the day, it's not my conversation to have. Nope. It's theirs. And I think that I've seen that there's, at least for me, I want to just, like, I don't mind a fight. Yeah. And so I'm just like, hey, listen, if there's a fight, I see something wrong, uh, I'm going to address it. And I have to still filter through, like, and, and this is something Jesus has worked a lot on me, of just because it is there doesn't doesn't mean, mean it's, it's my mine. fight. Yeah. Um, and so I need to coach people to, hey, so what are you going to do? Like, yeah. what's your part? Like, hey, are you going to ask these questions? Like, what? Like, how are you pressing into this conflict? I'm not going to fight for you, but I will help you Yeah. Um, look like Jesus in this process. Sure. So let's talk about this aspect of it. Is there a statute of limitations when it comes a statue of limitations? Yeah, made of cheese, (laughs) of course, as all statues should be. Remember that goofy movie? I do. Uh, Yeah, come on, let's do it to it. That's right. Anyway, all right. So, is there a statute of limitations when it comes to biblical conflict? Hmm. Like, we're talking, you offended me five and a half years ago, and I'm going to bring it to you now. First off. Don't hold on to resentments for five and a half years. Like, oh, so uh, so four and a half is fine. But yeah, there's there is a line, uh, but but that is also real, right? Like as we mature in Christ, there are going to be things that He starts to help help us process through, mm-hmm. uh, and so that's real. Like it's going to happen. Obviously, uh, hopefully, the longer you are walking with Christ, the less long you hold on to burdens like that. Yeah, uh, like handle it quickly, and it won't be heavy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so. Uh, so that's really big. I, I would say that there is a wisdom to trying to discern um, what is relevant to handle now and what is relevant to silently forgive. Mm. Um, I, I really do believe um, that there are some situations where it's like, hey, it's actually more about, like we, we said before, it's yeah. more about my pride to bring up now versus um, anything else. I will say something that pretty much always requires a conversation is is a pattern. Like if there is a yeah. pattern of hurtful... Um, hurtful whatever, conversations, actions, deeds. Uh, yeah, I, I need to bring it up because otherwise it's going to continue to happen. Right. Uh, and even when I address it, it might continue to happen, but I'm going to continue to do my part and to press in versus just silently uh, becoming embittered when that yeah. person may have absolutely no idea what's mm-hmm. going on. Uh, and so uh, as far as a like hardline number, I don't have like, hey, after two years, you need to just let go. Sure. Because um, there are some things that like, people had happened when they were kids and they're 80 years old and still and struggling to terms with it. Yeah. Like there's like, so I don't want to say, Hey, you can't have these conversations. Uh, and some conversations, even though they were 50 years ago or whatever, still fully valid to bring up now. Yeah. Um, I think there's a weighing process that really comes down to like, I need to bring it to the, the Lord, uh, bring it to wise counsel, bring it to the person discipling me. And as I flesh that out, I can discern, Hey, is this for now or for, for me to just forgive. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think one of the other things is, and I think it's important to what you said as far as like the pattern piece, because a pattern doesn't get to develop if we're strong enough to bring up the issue in the first place. And sure. so if we address something head on, it, it possibly has the ability to never become a pattern because we gave insight or we shared how it affected us. And that helped to alter that person's behavior because they were unaware. It was a blind spot. We talk yep. about blind spots a lot. Yep. Um, and the reason why we call them blind spots is because someone can't see them. It's and it's typically me. Right. Yeah. And those so who walk in the dark. Don't see what they stumble upon. That's Come right. On scripture. And so in those instances, there is really I can have a tendency to go, I don't want to make this person feel bad because of how they made me feel like I don't want to cause this more issue. But here's what we miss. We miss the opportunity to lovingly help them grow mm. by bringing something to them where then they go, oh, man, I'm so sorry. I didn't even know that I did that. And then all of a sudden. What could have been a pattern that causes a ton of hurt in other people is remedied or consciously worked on, and everybody gets everybody gets better. Yeah. And then again, we go back to that. Everybody is spiritually maturing, and that only helps all of us. That mm -hmm. only helps all of us. One of my favorite things that Jesus does for me is he tells me where I'm screwing up. <laughs> Literally, and he does it all the time. Yeah, so like, yeah. if you're wondering all that, like anytime I'm doing a quiet time, Probably probably 70% of the time. That's a good... Yeah, you like that? Nope. Uh, and so, uh, for me, it makes me feel loved. Why? Uh, because it tells me how to win. Sure. It tells me what winning looks like. And again, I'm not going to be perfect. I know that. I've got a realistic perspective on my own brokenness, or at least I have a decent one. Sure. Uh, and the point of that is, like, when he says, hey, Josh, when you talk to this individual like this, or when you carry this burden around, or when you act this way, or X, Y, and Z... Um, what he's saying is, like, press into me, look like me. If this changes, if this blind spot is addressed, because Jesus has brought me blind spots more than anybody. Mm. Uh, as that gets addressed, well, I stop tripping over the same things, and I stop the same patterns, and I can find healing, and I can start caring for people the way that they're meant to be cared for, right? Uh, which is not my tendency. Right. Like me and my flesh, I'm working. I, I'm looking out for number one. That's yeah. it. I'm, I'm focused on me. Uh, and Jesus has something different for us. And I think that that is the shift that we need to have in this conversation is, man, it's not about me anymore. Right. Like, it's like, like Jesus died for me. And so I can choose to lay my my life down for somebody else. Yeah. Uh, and that's hard. Right. And that's not saying be a doormat. No. Um, but it does mean be trustworthy when somebody comes to you. It does mean stop being defensive. Yeah. It does mean have the courage to have the hard conversation, even though it's uncomfortable. Right. Because you're still, at the end of the day, that's the best thing for them because they may not know. And if they do know, they need to understand how it's affecting others. Yep. 100%. I'm with you. Well, guys, uh, here's our hope and here's our ask. Uh, as we continue to dive into these conversations, as we dive into even just biblical conflict conversations, Number one, bring it to the person discipling you. Bring it to God first, then them. Process through it with them. Try to understand what you should do, and then be bold. Like, yeah. it's hard. It's not easy. Debrief it afterwards. Like, yeah. talk through it. Like, hey, this is what I said. This is how it went. I still feel a little icky about this part. Uh, process through it. Sometimes these things need follow-up. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's it's okay. not just one conversation. And a lot of times they need check-ins, especially yeah. if it's a pattern where it's like something that I'm doing to Chad oh, regularly. Yeah. It's like, hey, Chad, like now that I know that he brought a conflict to me, 
I can be mature enough to say, hey, dude, like, I know this was bugging you before. I've been really working on it, but wanted to, wanted to check in proactively. Yeah. How have I been doing on that? Uh, now I'm giving him a voice, which, again, yeah. breeds more trust. Yeah. Can I, I want to jump in Do on it, two things just real quick on that because it's I, I love that you said it because it's so important. It's two things. One, it's exactly what you said. Ask questions. It is so much. And this this is good for, for leaders because I've had to learn this. If you invite feedback, if you invite oh, that stuff in, it's so much easier for a person that's serving under your leadership to share when you ask versus having to bring it to you. Yep. If do I have a blind spot as a leader going to the people that serve in your ministry? Hey, do I have a blind spot here? Do yep. am I missing Especially something? Especially when you have authority over them. Exactly. It's so because, much more important to invite it. Because it's hard. It's hard enough to have biblical conversations with peers or your friends. Mm-hmm. To do it with someone who in whatever capacity, and I use this term loose, but a, a superior Right. That that's that's hard. That's mm-hmm. so much more terrifying and so much more difficult. And so you do an incredible service and you show humble servant minded servant hearted leadership when you ask. Come on. I think the other thing is as far as the check in and this is something big. When you have a tough conversation, let's say it's it's a heavy topic and there was a lot of offense, there was a lot of hurt. I I have learned and I've been coached in this. Bob has given me some great insight to follow up on this aspect. At the end of the thing, at the end of the meeting, at the end of whatever it is, at the end of the conversation, recognize that Satan will then try and take this and use this and twist it when you're away from each mm-hmm. other. And so over the next couple of days, you'll replay everything that was said. You'll replay everything that was brought up. Exactly. The meeting after the meeting will happen, and it might only be in your head. Mm-hmm. And then all of these things that got said, now that you all landed in a good spot with, no, that you know, actually, I think they were actually being even more mean to me, or that wasn't even close to true. And Satan gets that foothold again. So what I like to do, uh, based off of what I've been coached in doing, is mention that at the end of the meeting. Hey, recognize that Satan's going to try and mess us up and try and break what we've built together today Mm -hmm. and check in a couple days later. Hey, man, how you doing? How's everything going? Has there been any change or shift in how you feel about our conversation? No, I love the intentionality behind that. Again, feedback builds trust yep. like and not feedback by hey provide it it's inviting <laughs> sure, it yeah. right um because it's so important especially as you're leading um husbands like yes this is a great way to lead your bride like say hey how am i doing leading you spiritually leave it there some of you don't want to ask because you know the answer like that's <laughs> like i mean yeah. that's that's the truth in it um and so here's my challenge to you guys and uh, like chad and i'll do it too we're just going to give ourselves homework uh this week oh boy i'm like hey let's ask our brides how are, how am i doing leading you yeah um wives like you can ask this like hey how am i doing being a spiritual partner um right. how are we doing partnering together to spiritually lead our children oh yeah um like there's so many conversations that we can be having uh, and if we're not inviting it we're creating space for the enemy to play his games. And mm-hmm. Podcast 419, we're not really about his games. No way. Um, we're here to, to, to step out as disciples of Christ, to, to flip every, flip all the tables, right? That's like, right. Turn it all upside down. I know you love that, man. You just oh, like, heck yeah. That was ah! one of my favorite stories. And then I learned that he fashioned a belt. That was... I was just, I was excited to be able to be the one to tell you that. That was I, incredible. No, I'm, I'm, I mean, and yeah. I mean, we're about that stuff. If MacGyver As Jesus. much as my name is New Brian. 
Come on. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, have those conversations. Press in. Be bold. Subscribe as well. Uh, and we like. Will, and like us. Uh, and we will <laughs> talk to you guys. <laughs> Please like us. Please. <laughs> but if you don't, we don't want your feedback. No, I'm just kidding. Provide right. it. We That's want right. to learn. We want to grow as well. We love you guys. We will see you next week. Peace. See you. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Podcast 419. If you want to learn more about us, you can check us out on our website, podcast419.com.